All right, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. So, I would imagine you all listening are probably recovering like I am right now. I was right back to work this morning and maybe it's just my eyes that are tired. But anyway, I really wanted to get this this uh, podcast posted. Of course, it's the Jimmy Levan podcast post premiere. So, uh, Go Fast, Pull Up was the premiere held on Friday night before Swamp Fest got kicking the next day. It was amazing. Dig BMX and Will Smith there, as well as Props BMX, which would be uh, Chris Rye and Vans, who also supported the the, uh, the creation of this this documentary. Chris obviously has a lot of time into it, and I... Um, I really think he should be applauded for putting together an amazing documentary. I thought it was complete in every way. If you haven't seen it, I would absolutely go to propsbmx.com to order. They have DVD and Blu-ray versions of it. Or Dig BMX, who I could be wrong on this, but I think they're the, they're the international distributor of it. Also, uh, keep an eye on on Dig as well as Props because there's a couple more premieres coming up. I'm pretty certain there's one in Portland, Oregon, which is maybe the third weekend in in April, and the Dig premiere, which is most likely in England, I would think. But again, check those guys. Definitely pick up a copy in the book that comes with it. It's it's amazing. It really is. And congratulations to Jimmy because this this is a uh, something he he uh, had to be patient with to get the sun right. And uh, I th- I think it was worth every minute. Jimmy, amazing, great job, and so happy that you are part of BMX. And I hope you got pretty stoked on it. This weekend, watching everyone ride and kind of connecting with with old friends and making plenty of new ones, I'm sure of that. Keep an eye out for uh, metal bikes, shirts. I know Jimmy had some for sale at the event. There's more coming, so keep an eye on probably Jimmy's Instagram account would be the best way to keep in touch with that. So that would be at Jimmy on Instagram. This interview's a, a, a quickie. I didn't want to keep Jimmy for too long uh, because it's a it's a weekend that flies by, as you know, if you if you've been there. Kept it real real short for him, and um, I'm grateful that he was able to spend some time talking about the the uh, the documentary that we had all watched the night before. So also, I want to thank Powers Bike Shop once again for sponsoring. It's uh, really being so supportive of the podcast and really being supportive of everything BMX. So thank you, Chad. And uh, definitely keep him in mind if you need anything BMX related. And he's definitely, as most of you know, he's a pure BMX shop. He doesn't sell anything but BMX. And he also has an amazing collection of bikes. I believe there's over 200 
completes from back in the 70s right up through to the current day. If you have a chance and you're in the Richmond area or even passing through, I would definitely stop at the shop. He's He'll give you the tour. It's, it's amazing. And he did just get done uh, photographing each bike that he has, uh, and he will have them up on his website fairly soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but I'm sure that was a huge undertaking to get all those pictures taken of all those bikes and now doing doing short write-ups about each bike. So that's really something to look forward to. That'll be a, a great opportunity for everybody to take a look at how things were and how they are now and, and everything good in between. Uh, next week will be FIDS. FIDS will be the, uh, the podcast for next week. And the week after will be Cherry Batters of Vans. Those are both interviews I really, really enjoyed. Super nice people and people with good stories. Really good stories. One last thing. Now that Swamp Fest is over, we want everyone to get pumped up on the next big jam. And that is on July 20th and 21st at Powder Ridge. This will be the fifth annual fundraising jam that I've put on with the help of lots of friends. So this is going to be a great one. It's going to be similar to last year, but I'm sure we'll have some different twists. The big news with this one is also that we have camping available this year. So it's making it a two-day event with Sunday being the fundraising event. That's the one that's uh, the day that the the money really gets raised for this year's beneficiary, which is Road to Recovery. So anyway, please consider camping out. As as one of my friends uh, mentioned to me, he said, uh, I wouldn't say that camping is available. I would say that camping is mandatory because it's going to make it even just that much more fun. I'm working on getting a couple movie premieres, possibly, if that works out. So be that would be pretty cool. Keep that on your calendar. It's coming up faster than we know it. Save those dates. It's going to be a great time. Anyway, I'll wrap this up and let's get to Jimmy LeVan. Have a great week. Bye. But yeah, when we, uh, when we kick this off, this, I've said this before when I've started podcasts, this one's hard for me because it's it's right after the documentary. We wanted to interview you after the documentary last night, which was awesome in Mount Dora, Florida, at the community center, right? And it just it was awesome. I I felt like the the, the group of friends that are at this event, Swamp Fest, were there and they were pumped, really really pumped. And I was telling you that. Robbie Morales and Ronnie Bonner were behind me, so those are the voices I heard the most, but man, they were hooting and hollering like the whole time, just like all thumbs up for you. Well, so I think it came out really good. Uh, I just want, just just gut reaction, like how do, how do you feel about well, it? No, no, it came out really good. I was, I was happy to see it, and I yeah. Chris put all the work into it, yeah. and all the friends of ours that were interviewed for it, you know, I just, mm. people for the last few years or whatever asked me questions about it, yeah. And don't believe me when I tell them, I don't know, but yeah. it's really not my project. It's Chris's, which yeah, he did yeah. great work on, but I didn't have answers to questions that, the when is this, or how is that? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how it is yet. Yeah. And then a few months ago, I saw some stuff at Chris's place, mm-hmm. but um, 
but the whole the whole thing is different. Like I, I yeah. just didn't for the last few years or handful of years have answers yeah. for anybody, and people thought that I was like holding something like back. dodging them. I'm like yeah. I really don't have answers for it. No, you know, and Chris, this is perfect perfect time to ask you. I mean, uh, what was the total time from when you when you had the green light and you started collecting footage and stories and in in face to face interviews and that? It was just uh, three and a half years. Just three and a half years. Three and a half years. It was the first trip I took was just about three and a half years ago. Okay. Until I might have to have you move a little closer. Um, you know, I can move in if we move this back. Sorry. I'd, okay. Here, just give me that. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to no break up the flow, but... I was just kind of going to watch you guys. Yeah, there you go. I got enough room for you. Uh, I got a bunch right here, right in front of us. <clears throat> so you were saying three and a half years, and oh, okay, highlight. So you were saying three and a half years. It was three and a half years between the first road trip I did doing interviews, mm-hmm. and now when it's basically getting released. So, wow. In the uh, the concept, how did the concept come up? I've been I've been wondering that. How'd it come up? Will Smith from Dig hit me up about it. Okay. And uh, he said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about this documentary idea." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay," but he didn't tell me who it was. Oh, okay. And I was like, didn't know. And mm-hmm. then I heard back from him maybe a couple months later, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. And he said, "Oh, Jimmy the Van," uh-huh. you know. And then I thought about it, and I thought, "Oh, that that could work." Because I knew a lot of Jamie's story. Oh, sure. And yeah, that was kind of the the start of it. And then uh, it just kind of was like a, became like a dig, kind of conceptualized it. But then it, it helped. Uh, it was like then Vans got involved and, mm-hmm. you know, I used a lot of the props archives for everything. So it was kind of like a dig slash props slash Vans. All right. Kind of so when did you find out? Like right then, or did they tell you? Did they tell you? Did Will tell you beforehand that he was? No, thinking no. About Chris, Chris got a hold of me and t- yeah. t- talked and spoke with me about it. But then the time went by, and it took a while for until the what well, he was saying. Then he started doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. But I just I didn't. He told me about it, and I said, "Yeah, that sounds awesome. I appreciate it." Yeah. And uh, which I do. Right. But I, I don't I don't know what goes on. But but what filmmaker would let everybody know what you know? Yeah. So I, I don't I didn't expect to get all the answers. But everybody asked me questions. I'm like, yeah, it's Chris's project. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, how many know. people end up really going yeah. through that process like you did? Like most of us don't, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what's wild about it. So you you probably know Will fairly well yeah, yeah, yeah. for for over the years, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, so then you started collecting footage by the time you or not. You probably had to create some kind of outline first of what you wanted to do, right? And then uh, went from there. Yeah, I put together the outline of what I knew of him, what mm-hmm. I knew of his story. Yeah, there were things I didn't know at first that I found out during the course of the interviews and stuff. So then uh-huh. I would add to the outline as I would go along. Okay. But I kind of hashed out a rough idea just on what I knew mm-hmm. of my time around him and things I've seen. Sure. But uh, you know, as time goes on, you do more research you find out more things then you just kind of fine-tune it mm-hmm. that's probably how you and i met because you were on a search for specific footage that mm-hmm. i unfortunately didn't have i had a little bit of racing footage and maybe a picture but um well we could talk about this elusive nashville 
jumping contest footage, right? Because that one was was the one where you 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 were asking anyone that might have uh, film uh, from that jumping contest, pe- mm-hmm. and you went as far as you took the shot of all the people that may be videoing. So it was so funny because it was like the grassy knoll with John F. Kennedy getting shot. It was like the picture, and he's like circling people. And saying that, or maybe it was a person. He's like, someone's got to know this guy, basically. And he sent out the, the call for help. And that's the one piece that, that just never came out, huh? Like I, I, did fi- I did find it. Oh, you did? <clears throat> I don't think Jamie knows about this. Oh, okay. But it was the... What started that was John Paul Rogers and Moeller. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's sister Susie talked about him having one of his first concussions. Okay. And he was 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And he did a bar hop. Mm-hmm. And that's when he got knocked out. Oh, okay. At that contest. And, you know, it's kind of an important part of the story because as his story goes on, you know, he has a lot more, he just has a lot more injuries. So that was kind of the, one of his first, you know, one of your first concussions. Oh, I got you. Does that make sense? Was that, <laughs> you think that was one of your first or... Yes, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, as, as my mom said in it, when I was born, the nurse bonged my head to oh, a yeah, damn yeah. fire extinguisher. <laughs> so, but I've... I love just, that part, just, too. Just bikes and skateboards and... Sh- I mean, I've, I've had others. I think I've probably been knocked out before that first time, mm-hmm. but that was probably a, a first real good big one. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you do that thing where you ask the same question three times in a row yeah. and stupid shit like that. That was one of the first times I was... Asking the same question again and all that I, shit. Did you? I'm gonna say one one quick thing. You know, question for me. I've only been knocked out once because I don't ride as good as you do and I don't ride as hard as you as you do. But uh, when I got knocked out, Daryl not actually was right there. So he took care of me because he was only like 14 or 15. And I'm like 25, whatever. A lot older than Daryl. Yeah. So Daryl helped me out. And and the reason I bring this up, up is it's kind of like that I was I was really nervous I was like asking if certain things existed like does does my wife exist actually she was my girlfriend at the time but I was going through that like wondering am I here or am I not is that is that kind of normal for a first time knockout I mean I know no, it's hard I, I, I know it's hard to tell I, no 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 when you come back you always wonder if you came back to the same spot mm-hmm. and we never <laughs> we never do know because we just see up with the every one of those damn stars we see at night are basically suns with planetary. There's a million billion areas, galaxies of time and space and whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's probably is life like us somewhere. Yeah. But um, when you're out, out, and you come back, yeah. everything is exactly the same except for I never noticed that this looks like this. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it is a little bit difference, mm-hmm. and which is just a stupid head injury being knocked out. But you yeah. keep wondering, am I in the right spot? Am I? But yeah. it's just it's just a scratch in your mental vinyl. But uh, that's all it is. I, I love that that quote. <laughs> and is that your is that your quote? Yeah, I guess. That's something you came up with because yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah. It's it's definitely very. There was a lot of there was a lot of good like content, a lot of good thoughts in the in the documentary. Like really good stuff. I mean, listening to well, first of all, Pat Doherty. I didn't even realize. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, I was out for a while. I didn't realize uh, he was on metal. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. 
as a writer, uh, or was he also part of metal? He, he was a, uh, a writer on the team, but would okay. also help with like little yeah. website shit and this and yeah. that. And the other, yeah. That's cool. Well, he well, seemed like with them too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he moved. He moved in with me for the last year I lived in Seattle. I think. Oh, uh, that's right. He's out there. Yeah. But he was living in Portland. But now him and his wife live back. I mean, he was living in Tacoma, yeah. which is like 30 miles south. Sure. But now him and his wife and their daughter have a house. They have two uh, kids now. Yeah, yeah. We're having yeah. a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, he's a musician too. So yeah, you guys yeah, probably yeah. got along in that yeah, way oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different style uh, than, than yours. But uh, actually, let me just hit that real quick. Do you still play at all? Not with a band. I mean, I still have my bass and my guitar. But. Um, we were supposed to, my old band was supposed to play a party at Derby this year, which is in May, mm -hmm. uh, the first weekend of May, so, but we still, we still all like music and jam and shit like that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Uh, so back to that, just collecting, just collecting, like, what are, what were some other challenging ones to find? I, yeah, what was the next hardest piece to really find? For sure, that concussion footage, mm -hmm. his first concussion footage was the hardest by far to find. And then, one thing I never did find, which I tried for quite some time, was photos of him in the hospital mm -hmm. while he was, when he was in the medically induced coma for two and a half weeks, sure. or two weeks. I never did ever find a photo or any type of imagery at all mm -hmm. of him then. Mm -hmm. Because from what everyone talked about in the interviews, you know, he was, um, they put him in a medically induced coma, but he kept waking up. Mm -hmm. And the doctors, you know, they're like, how are you waking up right now? You're in a medically induced coma. But he kept waking up. And he was so scrambled, he'd wake up and try to, like, grab at the doctors and stuff. And they had to strap him down at some point. Mm -hmm. I was police handcuffed in my bed because yeah. I was starting to kill him. Yeah. I thought they had kidnapped me and were putting me under some medical... Cutting this out of me or putting that in yeah. me, and I was in a hospital bed, uh, handcuffed. Right. And I thought they were just putting some fucked up, oh, putting me under some surgeries or taking my liver or doing something weird. Oh. And I was like, "You fuckers, I'll kill you!" <laughs> I just really thought I was getting attacked. That's but that's he, scary shit. And he thought like, that, and he thought geez. he was, uh, he thought he was abducted by aliens <laughs> for a while, because he had tubes and stuff coming out of him. Right. You know, he woke up and he's got. Tubes down his throat and in his right. arms and whatever, and he thought he's up and you know thought the aliens had him. <laughs> he thought that for a while. So, um, but I I never did find any photos of him ever. I mean, it's I guess it's a thing where you see your friend in that situation, you're not going to sit there and take photos of it. So it was one of those things that just never yeah. I guess didn't really exist even. But I, I, I didn't I know until I I didn't know if it did or, or did or didn't until I mm -hmm. just ended up not getting anything for it. Right. Right. Did you see any footage last night that that you were like, wow, I, I, you know, maybe... No, no, the whole thing came out good. He had good stuff. Like so, some, the, 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 first, the only thing that was changed, that, not changed, but I just hadn't seen before, he started putting it together, because mm -hmm. there was a, a, a clip from far away was shown, but with a good head injury that killed me, I didn't, I didn't see the up-close footage of my head getting pulled out of a pile of mud. <laughs> which blood looked like mud because it was thick. The skateboard one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that one, and and which was cool and it was interesting to check out. But I mean, that was shit. I was in a coma, fourteen days, and I died flatline four times. So it was interesting to see that shit. <laughs> Just yeah. to say, ooh, there I go with my zap down frontal lobe brain contusion right there. 
I, I don't know. I, I can only speak for me. I didn't talk to anyone else about it after the documentary last night, but that was the one that was the one clip that shook me bad because that seemed like I mean it looked like you were you were looking at someone that was dead like cru- you know yeah, the, the yeah. blood was so, it was such a massive injury uh, so that must have been pretty wild seeing that basically for the first time yeah know? but uh, so yeah and I think you had something about that like the the beginning part of the footage was out there but it wasn't it wasn't used uh, right uh, Odyssey maybe Mm-hmm. Oh, because it was for the electronics. Well, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah. It was filmed for the elect when, when they were filming for the Odyssey electronical video. Mm-hmm. Um, they were about to start a road trip out on the East Coast, and they were just screwing around, waiting yeah. to get. And going. I'd already skated down that hill like two or three times. Yeah. I'll do it again so we can film it. Okay. <laughs> and then I go and eat shit. That one more rule. <laughs> yep. One more time. You may as well call the ambulance right then when yeah, someone yeah. says one more time. Exactly. <laughs> Man, uh, so, so yeah. I mean, there was there was things in of of what you saw in there that was the one that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, I just hadn't seen the 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 more close up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen footage of me knocked out, shaking around like a weirdo before, yeah. but that one was a kind of a different one. Yeah, I, I saw everything differently. I mean, the world's different since then, kind of, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we went. Out. A friend of mine went. My friend Jared from Iowa went on a road trip with me to the East Coast to do some interviews. Okay. And we went, we found where that happened, mm-hmm. and we went there to the street just really? to get some B-roll. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of eerie being there. Where was that, by the way? Sorry. It was in uh, Wharton. I think it's New War- Wharton, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we went to that spot. We found the corner. We found exactly where he fell. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, kind of eerie being there mm-hmm. because. It's like this is where this is where Jimmy fell and this is where, I died. <laughs> this is where, this is where things took a turn, you know, right. like for him. So it was a weird, it was weird being there. Yeah, yeah. I can I can imagine it's gonna be a tough one. No, that reminds me. So on on a more positive note, Church Gap, uh, we've all seen the props one footage, right? And you added a lot. Uh, last night in the documentary last night which was really cool because I think there were well take us through it because you had a couple angles at the time of props one but then you what you do what happened there what did you do to make that even better because it was amazing that was the first road fools and it, when he jumped that we only we showed one angle I think in the video and then it was just over yeah 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 right mm-hmm you're fine, don't worry oh, really? about it. Yeah, perfect. yeah. Is no. it cold enough in here? It's, yeah, it's fine. It's perfect. Do you it's good. colder? Did Thank you me. walk back here? No. You guys drove? Yeah. Oh, really? Did you turn it down even more? I didn't touch it. Oh, you could. Oh, it's it fine. Down if you're in here. Yeah, it's good. We can pick that up. After. Yeah, yeah. I need Whichever. cups. Hi, I'm Keely. Jimmy. Oh, it's Chad, Chad's lady. lady. The girl's lady. Hey, awesome. Did you guys go last She's night? She's a young documentary? Yeah. You did? Yeah, it was good, huh? That's what we're talking about. Nice. Well, here, we'll get an outside opinion. What did you think of the documentary? I thought it was really good. Yeah. I like the personal stories and that you were open of sharing those stories. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of crazy shit happens, I think, in this lifestyle. I mean, I don't know anything BMX. Right, right. At all, so. Yeah, I thought it was very enlightening Mm -hmm. and informing. Yeah, yeah. Chris did good work on it. I liked it. Yeah, no doubt. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about a, 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 a funny moment. Another one, because you dug, you dug out some really funny stuff. The part where, the part where uh, you were the poster in the magazine for um, jumping, where was that? Uh, church gap. No, no, not church gap, it was. Um, oh, Seattle. Seattle, yeah, it was over, over stairs yep, the poster. down to the, what was that called? The ride poster of yeah, the yeah. Seattle yeah. gap. And, and Jim Salinsky was on there, and it was like the delivered perfectly. It was like this dry sense of humor, like, yeah, I turned it over, I'm on the back. It's like no one's ever going to look at the back. They're only going to look at the front, which is Jimmy, because it was that crazy, you know? I mean, it was just, it was it was funny. It was all in good, good humor. I was happy that you threw that in there. I thought it was pretty. I had fun, but it, it was, literally it was a one-time thing. <laughs> I didn't do it more than once. I just did it once, and I said, okay, it worked. I don't gotta do it again. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I mean, the compression alone—that's that's a high drop. And you've done some high high drops in your lifetime, right? Yeah. But that that looked like a—you had to put springs in your shoes or something <laughs> because that that was a pretty. It was equal with the second story's windows, and it was forty-three feet in distance, and uh, and, and forty-three in distance, and about uh, a second story window in height. Oh my god. And luckily there was that, I mean, a little bit of a landing, if you want to call no, it that. No, no, the landing was good. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't go a little bit too far or a little bit too short. So that's cool. Yeah, that's timing. And that kind of works us into, so church gap, I'm sorry, that's what we were talking about. We were doing uh, church gap. So you, start that again, you were, uh, we had, you had one angle at oh, the time the of prop one. So yeah, in the first road fulls, we, sh- you know, he did the church, he did the church gap and then, uh, it was very brief in the video. You know, we showed, I think, one angle of it, maybe two angles. I can't remember if it was two. Mm-hmm. But then it was over, and then we just kept going with the video. Yeah. But going back and digging out all the raw footage, because I still have all those tapes from there. Yeah. There was all this footage that was never in the video. So, you know, I had all kinds of different stuff to work with mm-hmm. to show to show more of that. Right. And then there was... a. Uh, there was a little bit of a project involved in, uh, with that part, too, when we rebuilt his Trail Boss bike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the, the reason we did that is because when he was around the corner getting ready to go, none of us were over there. We were all down by the landing. Right. So none of us saw him. I think only Robbie was at the top, right? Robbie Not wasn't. Even. Robbie wasn't. None, no one was down there. He was by himself around the corner getting ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to expand on that. I wanted to show what was happening. So he was over one time, and I took him in the driveway and was filming him. And I said, he's on his bike. So I said, do what you were doing. Do what you were doing down around the corner where no one was seeing you. Like, what were you doing getting ready to do this? Mm -hmm. And so he's fidgeting with his levers. He's flicking his pedal around. You know, he just did all these kind of things like he's getting ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that's what we used the, the bike for. We kind of like recreated that scene yeah. with some of that footage. And so, um, no, I, f- I feel like that's the, the church gap for Jimmy's story is that's a pivotal moment, not just for him, but I think for BMX in general at that time. So I wanted to kind of expand a little bit more on that moment, more so than just the footage that we had. Right. So we had to like recreate, try to make some footage to carry it along further. I got you. So I got you. And Wes Huddleston made up that bike, right? The he helped with it. He tracked down some things. He tracked down the frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it, it was a project. It took a while. Uh, when when they made those trail bosses, it, the color of the frame, uh, there was no record of it. Malterno didn't have like a color code or anything like that. So it actually got powder coated a few times to, okay. to get the right shade of it. It's like an off-white kind of yeah, color. Yeah. Yeah. But Wes took care of all that. Um, the frame was three eighths inch dropouts, but then Jamie had them enlarged to 14 millimeter. Oh, right. So we had to get that done. Uh, and that was when 14 mil axles were just kind of coming around. Right, right. So a lot of the frames had three eighths dropouts, but dudes were milling them bigger to use the bigger, the bigger axles at that point. Oh, okay. But just getting the pieces together, you know, Trying to build a mid-school bike in this day and age is getting more difficult because yeah. you got tracked down the parts. They're they're not cheap. I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. stuff's expensive. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was a fun project. It was, it was cool seeing the bike all done. Mm-hmm. Jamie's at my house and he's sitting on it, uh-huh. the bike, and he's like, "This sure looks like my bike. It feels just like it." So yeah. if he's happy with it, then it turned out good. Was it wild to see that? No, I, like I, the... didn't re- I, I felt like my bike. And I got yeah. so very similar to it. It's been a long time. All of our bikes always feel different to ourselves, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying yeah. it, it was adjusted pretty much like it. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Did, did it uh, Did it bring back memories when you sat on the thing? Oh, yeah. It was great. It was cool. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. the same trail boss I was riding. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, let's see what else I wrote on here. Um, let's see that one. I never knew but that your mom... Basically, did that Moto Mom's BMX that she was a parts vendor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Never knew that. Susie hadn't, hadn't told me about that, and because uh, I did a Susie interview a while ago. Uh, but yeah, that was the first time I knew of that, which was wild. In that picture that that well, little one bike of you guys shop came and up a pop up camper. Yeah. yeah, that was so that was so cool. Um, that picture I had seen. I mean, I had the interviews talking about Moto Moms, but I had nothing to show it. Oh, right. And right. I had randomly seen, there was like a Louisville old school race Facebook page that someone had pointed me to. Yeah. And I started digging through the photos on there, and I, f- I saw the camper. I'm like, that's the fucking camper. Yeah. But it was a really small, shitty photo scan of it. it yeah. And I ended up tracking down the guy who had the print of it and he mailed it to me so I could scan it. That's crazy. So I had a, like a high quality scan of it then after a while. That, that's amazing. I, the work that goes into these is just, it, it's crazy. It's amazing. Just tracking down stuff makes me think like it's like uh, documentary detectives. You know, just trying to find any, any little clue as to where you can find this picture for better quality. Mm-hmm. So basically what it adds up to is you do the quality of your documentaries is, is like perfect. Like even last night we were talking about how the, the the shading difference or the coloring because of the projection screen, it's gonna look even better on TV, mm-hmm. right? Because you you're not gonna get that exact. The the color. premiere we did a we did a rear projection. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. So the screen gets hit from behind mm-hmm. with a like a backwards image from yeah. the projector. And then it gets, when you look at it from the front, you see the normals, the normal way. Mm-hmm. But the screen has a, it's kind of a, a coffee colored almost, like a light tan color plastic. Right. So it was tinting, like the bla- black and white image would look kind of brown and black. Right. A little bit. 
Right. So I, I tweaked the projector a little bit to kind of compensate for it, but mm -hmm. there was a noticeable thing on there. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yes, I am. Uh, I mean, we'll all know when we go back and watch them on our TVs <laughs> at home, but uh, probably something you pick up more on than most of us because yeah. it's uh, it's something you were involved in for a long time. So you're looking at this more than we are, closer than we are. Uh, talking about the climber influence. Uh, you guys are obviously both from kind of, you know, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, but you you guys were all over the place at that time. And, did you spend a, a lot of uh, a lot of time with Dave? Like, not Dave? not really, but I mean, when I, I mean, I knew him. We met him, and I, I looked up to him, mm -hmm. being an older dude, racer, rocker, punk dude, and all that stuff. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he then he he got on this with him before I did, and then I got on the team with him too. Yeah. So it was just kind of like the older dude on the team, but he was a nice guy. I always liked Dave. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, it was nice to have have uh, some comments in there from Dave. It was, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, what else did I have in here, guys? Well, I told you about the, about the reactions. I mean, the crowd was just—it was crazy. The people that were there were so into it. It was—it was awesome. I feel fortunate cool. to be able to have seen it, you know, at its premiere level. And I hope people definitely give it a give it a watch, you know, and and uh, dig. Obviously, they're they they're doing pre-orders, right? And uh, as is, who else is who else is distributing? Or, I mean, it's sold through. I'm selling it through Props, and then dig, dig in Four Down in the in the UK. Yeah, they got a, a shipment sent over there. Mm -hmm. So, for guys in the UK, mm -hmm. um, to send over from the US, it's like 25 bucks shipping. Yeah. So, they can get it over there from those guys, and it just saves them a ton of money. Yeah. You know, so. I got gotcha. you. Uh, would you, I, I'll give this question to, to both of you, and uh, it's going to be a little harder for you, Jimmy, but would you have added anything or done anything differently uh, after watching it? I can't really think of I anything. Know. I mean, I think you hit the ball pretty good with the topics and the whatever. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you forgot this, I forgot that. Yeah. I can say, oh, my one foot toothpick grind down yeah. the handrail wasn't in there. <laughs> But he's, yeah. a, he's good on film. He goes, that was film shitty. So, okay, one of my tricks is out, but I don't give a shit. No, yeah. it came out good. No, that's good. And I, I apologize. It's kind of a tough question to ask, but um, do, you, do you feel like there's anything that you would have liked to have had in there, aside from the Nashville, the Nashville footage? I would have had, to, had better quality of the Nashville footage. Mm -hmm. we got a, I got a VHS tape from this guy, I think from Virginia, Craig, I believe his name is. He saved the oh. day with that. But when I got it, it was all... It was badly degraded, the tape. Mm -hmm. So you see all kinds of lines and stuff in it. At first, I was like, God, this... It kind of sucks, but then I was yeah. like, fuck it. This this makes it look even better. Yeah. Because it gives a feel of, this is archive footage, you know? Right. It's like, this is from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And the fact it looks sketchy, almost is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it adds to the... Right. Adds to the whole vibe of him having his first concussion. Mm -hmm. And then there's that funny moment where they, John Paul and uh, Moeller are talking about the officials came running out. And they wake him up and there's like, who's the president? 
trying to see if his, he's still there. Oh, right, right, right. And he's like, I don't race ABA, but I know the president's <laughs> Bob Tedesco for, from NBL. Then we knew you were going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right, no, with the president of the United States, but that's cool, too. Like, Bob Tedesco, that's good enough. Right. Hey, that was his president. That was my president. Yeah. <laughs> from way before I could vote, Bob Tedesco was my president. Oh, man, that's funny. That's, that's really funny. But as far as anything different... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really think of anything. Uh, you know, there's always more stuff you could probably spend more time tracking down, but eventually you just gotta call it call it a night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to ask it as like, do you think this is a, a, a documentary that'll uh, stand the test of time and like be a, a real like Garrett Burns? That was a really good one. Uh, there's there's some that really stick out, and I'm sure you've done others. I apologize, I can't think of uh, think of exacts, but. I feel I feel like it's going to stand the test of time. It's always it's going to be a good representation, Thanks. you know, of you, Jimmy, and of your work, uh, Chris. So I'm, yeah, I mean, Thanks, it's, it's done and in the books. But yeah, it's not. It's I feel like anyone you could pop that in in ten years ago. Okay, this was this is good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was stoked to check it. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. There's really not a lot of these types of projects done. Mm-hmm. I do some of them sometimes. Stu Johnson does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Peter Adam is starting to do some. Uh, they, they come and go, but it's 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 a labor of love, you know. Is okay. really what it is. Right. Uh, it just takes so much time, and there's really just there's not a lot of the, there's not a lot of projects like this. Right. You know, like telling stories from history. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a lot of backup stuff, photos, video to cover it. So not not a lot of people do it. Right. So. Right. Yeah, no, there isn't. Uh, and with with BMX the way it is, it, it uh, seems like it would have to be kind of a, a passion project if if it were to happen, if more of them were to be made, right? Because there is there isn't a lot of money in it. Like you know, you add up all that time. Over three, three and a half years, you said. Yeah, that's tough to uh, tough for a lot of people to to do. So, I'm grateful it's it's out there, and uh, <laughs> I got a lot. I know a lot of people back home that are that are going to be waiting for their copies for sure. But uh, yeah, any anything else you guys want to hit? Because I promise you, I wasn't going to keep this too long. Uh, because. I, I want to see you out there having a good time, and so many people want to say hi to you. And I'm just stoked to be here, and happy for Chris for making it, and you guys checking it out. Yeah. Let's ride bikes and have fun. We're <laughs> so, happy for you, man. Right on, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy just got some metal shirts redone. Oh, which nice. is kind of oh, yeah. cool. Okay. Trying to maybe get maybe maybe get metal rolling again would be good. Mm-hmm. It's an idea, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Try try to get it started. So be into it. Who goes? Okay. Yeah, I, I All right, now I can say that. Order number, even though the exact number, but if it didn't, I don't, wasn't some going to four down or? Yeah, I could talk about it if you want. Absolutely, please do. And I, I'm sorry, audience, I didn't want to bring up a topic until I knew it was okay to talk about because of uh, availability. Or, well, go ahead, you hit yeah. that one. I mean, it, it, during the the course of the movie, there was a part about metal bikes, mm-hmm. and the very first metal frames they did. They're called the Kiss, uh, which is just the Kiss logo, and then Jimmy mm-hmm. took the Z's and flipped them. Right. So, so it says Kiss. Right. And uh, 
during the course of it, I was able to track down the artwork from the stickers and stuff mm-hmm. that, that shows the Kiss thing and Kiz. And then someone, uh, this guy Gavin Cope, Gav Cope, yeah. from the UK, he has a bike shop called Mode mm-hmm. in the UK. He hit me up and he said, uh, hey man, what's the possibilities of doing a limited edition couple Kiz frames uh-huh. in kind of coordination with the documentary? Sure. So I asked Jimmy about it, and he's like, sure, that'd be awesome. And mm-hmm. then we got the original sticker. So we we, we got some uh, some frames made. There's like 42 of them that are going to be made total. And it's just uh, the kids, all the same stickers. They're kind of, um, they're modernized with modern specs and everything, so you could ride them. Oh, okay. Uh, and the newer, the, newer the, smaller dropouts, yeah. you said the first big ones. The dropouts are the lightning bolt dropouts. When yeah. when S and M used to make the Rebel Contender for Jimmy for when when they did metal out right. of Seattle, uh, S and M made those frames and they, they actually had some dropouts left over. Oh, they did. That had been sitting in the warehouse for like almost a de- like a decade, basically. Really. So Timmy Ball went and dug in the the bins and found forty two pair. No way. So that's what brought and, you to yep, the forty-two. Okay. That's what it was, and then so we got those from from them, and and then Big Dave Harrison at Pedal Driven Cycles, who's making them. Mm-hmm. The dropouts got sent to him. So there's there's tie-ins in the kids to kind of the early beginnings of metal, but then also later on with the dropouts. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a cool kind of tie-in, mm-hmm. and then the the top gusset has go fast pull up laser cut oh. out of the gusset. Nice. So they're they're very, I think they're they're special frames. You know, they're mm-hmm. it's just a cool tie into everything. And um, what's the time frame on those? We're waiting right now. Dave's making them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're you know maybe May, like a month from now. Uh-huh. We're hoping they'd be done. That's they're they're all sold already. That's so it's just waiting to get them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jimmy's getting one. Jimmy's getting the first one. I'm stoked. Number one. Serial number number one. Zero zero one. What is this? <laughs> oh one. Um, and that's pretty cool that Dave Harrison's making them because he was working for Spooky, who made them originally. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the connection, of course. That I yeah. would imagine why you got a hold of him. So, that, uh, were they going to be sold through? Or they're already sold. I mean, uh, four down in the UK got twenty. Oh. Are okay, they getting twenty? Yeah. yeah, you said that. And those all sold out. And then here in the U.S., I uh, through props we had mm-hmm. uh, the other twenty-two, mm-hmm. and then those have all sold now too. So nice. It's just a matter of getting getting them now and getting them to the people mm-hmm. that, that bought them. Got it. And then how are you uh, selling your other merchandise, Jimmy? Uh, what are you selling through? Like, a, uh, do you have a website you're selling uh, through? Not or? as of yet, but starting. I mean, I just got some new. T- uh, T-shirts made, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just got those this week. Oh, so okay. I'm taking it step by step to get see where I can hopefully get metal going again would be cool. I think it'll happen if it works. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Now you were living in Alabama now. Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sure. <laughs> you know, what, if you don't mind, I'm going to extend this just a, just a little bit because I'm sure a lot of people would like to to know. First of all, you lived in Nashville for a bit, right? Was that that was a long time? That was in the '90s. Oh, so that was with your with your mom? Yeah, yeah. That was Louisville. Louisville is where I started first. Oh, right, right, right. I know Louisville was first. Nashville, Nashville was, was only for... Uh, Nashville didn't count. I was only there six count? months. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So most of the music happened out uh, Seattle way. 
and it's Louisville that has a big music scene in it, and a lot of my friends, good musicians. I always hung, hung out with them out in yeah. Louisville and Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I was in that. Seattle like seven years. So. Okay. But yeah, I, I'm stoked for you guys. I mean, I, I couldn't wait for last night. You know, just to yeah, yeah, it came out. out you did a good job on it. I was happy to see it. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, one more time, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It. I appreciate it. Right and uh, you let me know when you get the the merchandise thing started to work out, and, yeah, yeah. and let let us all know, and we'll we'll push it. Cool. Push it one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. But uh, yeah, thanks. All thanks right. Good afternoon, dudes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, cool. Jimmy. All right, thanks. All right, Bye. thanks, Chris. Thanks, Joe. Right on, dudes. Yeah. <laughs>